we also discovered the last time that you were here, not on the podcast, but in a non-professional setting, <laughs> we discovered that you're an Enneagram type one. Oh, yes. So if there's anybody else who's been getting down with the with the, the Enneagram. The gram. <laughs> and the gram, which you are also now on the oh, gram. Oh, yeah. I, I can saw plug that on that. Twitter what? today. Oh, spoiler alert. I was going to plug that at the end. Oh, well, I didn't say that they could find you at Eli underscore farmer underscore. That would ruin the surprise. Yeah, if you did so that, that would say ruin that. the surprise, Amanda. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't do that. Yeah, it is a really good thing. Can I do the intro? I this time? was literally going to ask you if you wanted to do it. I think do I might be able to. I hope I don't crack under the pressure, though. Okay, I mean. You have the weight of like 100 people on your shoulders. Oh, God. So my average weekly audience is 100. So Huge flex, but okay. Do you want to try it? I mean. Do you know all the things? Do you want me to tell you all the things? Hold and on. Then... Let me. Can I just go I'm going cold open? Oh, right, my God. Right okay, great. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary no, pals. you've already my... fucked it up. What? <laughs> you... Is that not how you start? Welcome back to where? Oh, welcome back to the pyramid, uh, guys, gals, non-binary pals. My name is Amanda. I'm your host every single freaking week. Period. Also, here's your weekly disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, uh, she has a bell on her collar and she's way too cute for me to take it off. So there you go. Dang. That's pretty close. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> it. there's a slight verbiage, verbiage, verbiage. Mm. There's a slight change in the way that you say things every once in a while. True. Because like I listen toes. to this podcast every single freaking week. Love that for you. Love and, that for me, actually. And I do. Well, yeah. But I also will try to like say the intro along with you. Oh, and sometimes I will behavior. like, I, yeah, and I will like <laughs> barely stumble over something, but I've got like a 95% hit rate. And I think that's pretty good. I love that for you. People if <laughs> I also if, love that for me. You, well, yeah, if if you're listening and you also do that, I'm, I'm so certain that if 100 people are listening to this, there are people out there that also do that. Oh, I hope so. OMG, um, I really hope so. So, it, so Lee, you have a voicemail and you played one recently yes. and I loved it. And so if if you're listening. <laughs> and you call in the voicemail do your best impression of yeah, amanda's opening do the, to the intro. podcast and she will play it i will as the intro to the podcast oh absolutely that'd be fantastic all right liza is just going bananas over here it's you it, every time you are here she is in like destructo mode i really hope every i time. don't bring that kind of energy in. you do obviously. i'm pretty i'm pretty like laid back and not true that hold on <laughs> So we're lying today. Okay, good to know. Uh, good to know. <laughs> um, I also got new reviews, so I want to do that uh, first before we do literally anything yes. else. Um, you need like a name for the segment, like a oh. In your next review, <clears throat> tell me what I should call this. So the first review is from Cecilia. Ne oh, I'm gonna bleep out her last name. Um, but I, she, I love the name Cecilia. Like no. Oh, shouts out. So yeah. she was on one of my episodes with Jamie and the three of us were like together. That and one then, was really funny, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. I and remember that episode. Cecilia left me a review and I know it's her because her Apple username is just her name. <laughs> the <laughs> other ones are, are like screen names, but hers is just her name. Um, and, she, and which I love, I love her. Um, 
And I love Jamie as well. I Shout love the three of us. Cecilia and Jamie. Honestly. Um, she says, this is literally the only podcast I listen to on a weekly basis. I feel like I'm chatting with Amanda and her friends every week. And it's great. Smiley face. I love you, Cecilia. That's accurate. I sit in the car and I laugh and I like laugh along to the podcast with you guys. I love that. And sometimes I'll attempt to like interject. Like someone will say something. And I'm like, yeah. And that reminds me. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm, <laughs> I'm listening. And this is after the fact. And I'm really <laughs> dumb. Um, and then the other one is from the, the, the screen name is fluffy death. Oh, that's incredible. With the squid emoji. That's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's true chaotic energy. Um, and the, I love it. the title of the review is top of my pyramid and it, it's five stars <laughs> and it says, I can't believe this podcast exists. Not only is it deep diving into a very niche interest, guilty pleasure show of mine, but the host and her guests are so relatable that I feel like I finally have friends I can talk to about this show. The fact that the MCU is mentioned on episode one, as well as the Chris Pratt comment, let me know I was listening to my people and I am here to stay. That sound is coming. It's me assuming that that's what that sound is because it's just a bunch of unintelligible consonants and then like the green throwing up emoji. You probably nailed that to be honest. Chris Pratt. Gross. Yep. (laughs) Trigger warning for people who get uh, upset by vomit sounds yeah that's what that is our bad (laughs) sorry you know how a trigger warning comes after the thing that could potentially trigger somebody yeah no that's right like a spoiler alert comes after the thing that you've already spoiled just like that amanda right 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 but i didn't do that so no who would ever um dang okay liza if you jump up on this coffee table i'm gonna lose my mind don't do it bestie she she decided not to dang uh, yeah she made a good decision I have words. I have words about her and for her. Um, if you couldn't tell everybody, Eli's back. Hello. Very exciting. Yay, straight white man on podcast. You, except for me, are the only the person who appears the most often. You're the a three peat guest. I am the three peat. Can we get me a t-shirt or something? Actually, that's a lie because Jake was on here twice and had a bonus episode, so he's been on here three times too. It was three episodes all at once. If you haven't listened to the drag episode, you should because it's very funny. Shout out to Jake. He, I, he's <laughs> very chaotic and very yes. funny. Yes, true. Jake, like people who are like, OMG, me and my bestie shouldn't be out allowed together or shouldn't be allowed to go out together in public. Eh, like that drives me nuts. Right. However, however, <laughs> there have been multiple times where I have thought while Jake and I have been outdoors. Like we are menaces to society. We are causing problems. Someone needs to call somebody. Someone needs to come get us. We went to, did I tell you that we went to, we went on vacation together last summer. I told you this. Maybe. I I don't remember things. I think I've told you this before, but we went on. uh, So we, we went to Savannah together and it was like to Tybee Island. It was really cute. It was really fun. Cool. We went to play uh, bingo at a drag bar that's before a, we went on a haunted ghost tour of the city oh, i need to hold on and so jake and i no no no. you can't just push past that <laughs> like those things happen in quick succession succession so lit well yeah and then had to get on a bus and go look at ghosts you did tell me <laughs> it this was one of the <laughs> we were drunk and and panicked <laughs> i'm like we're gonna miss the bus we have to and like running like and i mean shoveling food and water into our bodies as fast as possible to get it together so we don't like lose our guts on the bus. That's a mood right there. And it God. was it was one of the funnest experiences I think I've ever had in my life. I love that. I am a striker for Jake 
I'm not going to say his last name for Jake's team. I love him. Why are you pointing at yourself? I was going to finish your sentence as Jake Peralta, but that's Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. That's a great show. That is a great show. Shout out, but no, no for my celebrity crush, Andy Samberg. I okay, so I pointed at myself because you say. I love that in response to, dude, I think I, oh, yeah. I, I must have counted seven or eight times in the last episode. I love and you'll that. say, I love that. And I was, and every time I, I just kind of giggled to myself. Like, yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I say that to my coworkers a lot too, because they love things that I don't love. And I'm like, I love that for you. Yes. For, yeah, I there's the implied value that it's for you. It's I like, I don't that. actually, I love that you love that. Yeah. That's great. I'm happy somebody here's having a good time, even if it's not me. <laughs> Um, me most of the time. Mr. Eli, do you want to get us started on? If you call me that. You're going to what? Eli, what are you going to do? It's gonna, my podcast in my home. What I'm are gonna, you going to do, I'm straight gonna, white man? You want to oppress me? <laughs> I'm going to sit here quietly and do what you tell period. me to. Period. <laughs> exactly. You will do nothing but. Mr. Eli, do you want to start the pyramid of your life? The pyramid of the the world? Yes, ma'am. Okay. What you got for the bottom, brother? All right. Uh, well, so I'm readjusting the, my microphone. Do your thing. Uh, the bottom Thank of the pyramid is the fact that some people expect this of others, but it's that I cannot possibly be mad about everything. And what I mean by that is like unrelatable content. There are there. Are, okay, sure, but like there are a million terrible things going on. And so, like, yes. there are only so many things. There are only so many minutes in the day, so many things that I can advocate mm-hmm. for or against mm-hmm. that I, I cannot possibly, I don't have not only the time, but, like, the emotional and the mental currency yeah. to fully, to, to give, like, a full-throated endorsement of or mm-hmm. uh, against given topics. Yeah. Like I can, I can speak like my top of the pyramid. It's not this, but say like, I, I just want to speak on behalf of the LGBTQ plus community, you know? Um, and that's awesome. And then someone else will come in and say, well, what about blah, blah, blah. Your oh, silence is deafening. Why don't you talk? And like, it's like, dude, I'm like, I can't possibly, I, you know, I, I yes. just can't do it. I can't mm-hmm. do it. And the people that like, choose to to focus on the things that aren't said as opposed to like the good things that are said for mm-hmm. example it's just exhausting man I, yeah. I don't have the energy for that i don't have the bandwidth i don't have the funds to donate to every cause that exists totally. i don't have the time to speak on behalf or march for every single protest mm-hmm. i literally would not get any sleep and i would not have any money a job <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i i, I cannot and and most importantly, I don't have the men- like I can't be mad all the time. Mm-hmm. You are a different enemy no, type I, than I am. No, I understand what you're saying. But I still, do. like, yeah, I just don't. And so that's my bottom of the pyramid. It's like it's like I wish I could. Mm-hmm. I I genuinely wish that like you know I can advocate for like we need to have funding for refugees of war in both South America and in Europe and in Africa, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, well, why don't we take care of the veterans at home? Like, yeah, also the veterans at home. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should be taken care My of God. constantly. Yeah. It's, no, just, I hear it's really you. frustrating and I wish I could do more, but like I simply cannot. I think the, what, cause I have felt that feeling too. And like, I joke that I'm angry all the time and, and I'm, I'm really not, I find a lot of joy and a lot of happiness in things, but 
anger is just kind of my, like, if we're talking like negative reactions to things, I get angry easier than I get sad. You know, I sure. don't know if that makes any sense. No, that but, makes perfect and sense. And like the, the Enneagram 8 is in the gut triad. So I I go with my gut instinct. I see. I listen to, you know, like my body in like unsafe places if I'm feeling unsafe and I my stomach hurts, you know, like those okay. kinds of things. Um, but I hear you in like in the anger. And I think the problem is that you and I with like our beliefs when we are on social media. Yeah. Everybody is tweeting or posting about the bad thing that they are trying to raise, raise awareness for. Sure. But if you are really going to break it down, every time you see, specifically on Twitter, because that's where Gen Z and millennials are the most angry is Twitter. Like Twitter is the millennials Facebook. You know what I mean? Like Facebook is not sure. for us. It's for boomers and Gen X people. But Twitter is where people your age and my age kind of get angriest the most often. And so, but if you were to take one post out or one tweet out of like the 50 raising awareness tweets you see in a day and you were to click on one account, that person is probably only mad about that one thing. Sure. But because of the structure of social media, all you're seeing are isolated posts, but from a lot of people. So it feel it can feel like everyone is mad about everything when in reality, all you're seeing is a lot of people being mad about their one thing. Sure. If that makes sense. It does. And I think that is, I, I will agree for the most part, but I have seen like, if you click on a tweet and then read all the replies to it. Sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And then people are just dogpiling. Yeah. You should just never, ever, ever yeah, do the that. The bird oh app is God. not fun. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't love it. It's just an actual hellscape. Sorry, yeah. why is it my foot's in your way? Go ahead. Do you want your string? <laughs> no, you're good. Okay, yeah, great. I'm just going to go stare at the bugs outside. But yeah, that is my bottom of the pyramid. I find it exhausting. I yeah. wish I could, but I can't. No, I hear you. I hear you. That's real. And I think that's the struggle of wanting to be an ally, right? Yeah. I want to be an ally in all the spaces where that makes sense and is helpful. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot of spaces. Yeah. And that's a lot of different responsibilities that you're taking on. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I have had that conversation with my therapist. I've had that conversation with my parents of just like, I just want to be angry all the time because I feel like I'm supposed to because I'm a lib, but right. I get really tired. And also sometimes good things happen and I want to be excited about yes. the good things. I want to be excited that we have a black woman on the Supreme court, okay. but I can't because there's other things happening. Right. Yeah. And that like, um, false dichotomy is really difficult to navigate. I think sometimes I hear you. Yeah. Um, have you noticed that there's something missing in my apartment? What's missing in here? Um, Hint, you would have noticed it if you didn't didn't notice it um, by when you first walked in. Something's missing by the entryway. I don't know, actually. I don't know. There used to be a lamp that sat on that table on oh. the other end with the pink lampshade. It is a lamp that had a face on it. Like right, like was literally it, right there on the other side of the couch. It's it not there anymore. RBG? Who's no, the face? It was just like a lamp with the face on it. That's terrifying. No, it's not. It was artistic. Okay. But it's not there anymore. Because of a certain, someone with a certain bell on their When collar. I tell you, it was obliterated. <laughs> During the witching hour of 830, she was getting the zoomies in here. And she didn't bank out far enough. And she ran into the table and the, the lamp tipped over and shattered. 
I was so, I cried a little bit. I was so mad. And I, it is on the bottom A because like rip face lamp and I miss it so much. And I, it was one of my favorite things I own and now it's gone. Dang. And she is not a person. So, you can't so I tell can't. Her. Exactly. I okay, could like, not. Hey, Liza, I'm really disappointed that you broke this. That yeah, sucks, man. I couldn't communicate that feeling to her. I was just pissed. Yeah, she's um a cat. She and All, she's a kitten. Well, like she's she is basically a Tasmanian devil. Actually, <laughs> at eight thirty, she is eight thirty nine yeah. o'clock. That is the witching hour for her. Oh, poor girl. I was so angry that That's the lamp. Such a bummer. The lamp. It was. It was. I have a picture. I'll show you later. I'll post it on the Instagram story for this. Um, for this episode, it is. It was in pieces. It was awful. And it, I also bought it on my birthday. I went shopping with my nana, and so I bought it with my nana. And it's like it's a thirty dollar lamp from the at home store. It's, yeah, it but wasn't. Still. But like I was like, are you kidding? It was one of the first things I bought for this apartment when I was moving here. Like a brand new thing, shattered. That sucks. I was really upset about it. So I just thought of something when what? you said P-E-E-E-S-S. I would like what? to add a second bottom of the pyramid for me. Is it me? So no. Oh, is it me <laughs> no. being annoying? Oh, okay. Amanda, you're always my top. <laughs> I know. Uh, when people say, and this is a real thing. Uh, I'm ready people to, say, I'm going to get angry. I can feel it. The candy that is chocolate and peanut butter and it mimics oh. M&M's. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. And people call them. Say it. Reese's pieces. pieces. <laughs> you are wrong on almost every it's syllable. It's not supposed to rhyme. It's, it's re- Reese. Well, it does. It's Reese's oh. Oh my God. pieces. It is not Reese's. The name is Reese. It is a possessive word. You're awful. Reese's. Every, all 99 other people who listen to this just collectively rolled their eyes. I hope they did. And I hope they start <laughs> saying Reese's Pieces correctly. Call people out. If someone says Reese's Pieces around okay, you, Okay, Reese's call Pieces them out. gets on my nerves. I'm like, that Ruined Pieces friendships. obviously is not it. Yeah, that's not a word. But. Stop it. Grant, <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> call them out. <laughs> yeah. Grant, we've been over this since high school. <laughs> It's Reese's Pieces. standing beef. <laughs> yeah, it is. Anyway, that's a mini. Do you have anything else for the bottom besides no, those two things? Okay, just I uh, love that. candy and uh, being mad. Being angry. I hear you, brother. <laughs> um, What do you have for the middle? So on, I think, our first episode, you spoke about uh, gatekeeping in like sports. sports. Yeah. It's a big problem of mine. Right. And like, I just want to enjoy sports and, and I don't want to be able to gatekeep because it's like their favorite thing in the world. Mine is sort of like that, but it's gatekeeping with, and you're going to roll your eyes, but please let me explain. I'm ready. But it's gatekeeping within like the left and within like woke culture. These are things that I love and I consider myself to be a part of Mm -hmm. and that I want to support as much as I can. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, and so like, it's, it's not as much for me, but I've seen this happen to other people, especially at my old place of work. I was a mm-hmm. high school teacher and it was a very like progressive place with mm-hmm. a lot of like very like-minded, um, open-minded liberal people. Yes. Yeah. And so there was still this like gatekeeping because like the apparent perceived goal is to be like as woke as possible. And there's some people who weren't quite there yet. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they used like the not 
totally perfect up-to-date language, but you can tell that they're saying the right things. They are thinking and mm-hmm. feeling the right things like mm-hmm. they, you know, but because they didn't use the exact right verbiage, or maybe they're, they were like speaking from a place of frustration. And like I just did stumbled over their words and didn't say it as perfectly in a manicured way as they could have. And other people, instead of responding to the message of what they're saying and seeing where their heart is, they're like, well, I don't appreciate the way that you said, and just like, Oh my God, man. Yeah. Like I I'm all for doing our best to improve both ourselves and our community around us. I am very Mm -hmm. pro like, Hey, we can all get better together and that's awesome. But what I'm speaking about is when people act as though they're on like this pedestal Mm -hmm. and talk down to those who haven't achieved the level of wokeness that they have yet. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, man, like we don't need to be a fractured community. We need to try and bring everyone up. That's the point. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to like educate and, and spread love and awareness and everything. We're not trying to condescend to. So stop gatekeeping yeah. wokeness and being a good person mm-hmm. we everyone knows you're a great person you don't have to <laughs> we get it you don't have to yeah. freaking broadcast it yeah. and and take every opportunity to condescend to other people and mm-hmm. whatever no i hear you i, I find that so I, frustrating i hear you the the place that i notice it most in my life is uh, in conversations about feminism sure. where the only valid expression of feminism is a woman running a business or a woman being in a boardroom or I don't know, a woman making more money than her husband or the husband cooking. Like that's real feminism. It's it, it can be one of the waves of feminism, but the one that we're currently in the most progressive form of feminism currently is equality. And if you feel that a woman falling into traditional female roles is less than that's not equality. Do you know what I'm saying? I think so, yes. So like for for a a young Gen Z person to say, "Well, I'm not a feminist because I would never be a stay-at-home mom." You're assuming that being a stay-at-home mom is less than I see another expression saying. of femininity. Right. But we're not that we're talking about equality, which means that if you want to be the the CEO woman, you have to also validate the stay at home woman and that they are not opposites. They are different expressions. They're not, one is not better or worse than the other. And it's, it's that gatekeeping mentality of like, well, that's not being a real feminist. I hear you. That is very, that is a very frustrating thing. I think that's also why Democrats lose elections is because there's 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 not a unified message. Oh, that's the truth. And Republicans are a very like tiny, but loud. (laughs) They have like three things. (laughs) Yeah. They, they stand. Yeah. And they all get behind one another. And whereas we're, there's all this infighting about like how best to say the thing that we're all thinking this, right? Like it's, it doesn't matter the exact word we use. Let's just understand the message. Or that somebody evolves. Uh, later than somebody else. Yes. If it takes a an older person a, a little bit longer to say, the, okay, this is just as an example, that like the word queer used to have a very negative connotation in like the 70s and 80s. That wasn't, it was like a slur. Oh, even into the 90s. Even into the 90s. And so now older people wanting to validate people 
who are in the LGBTQ plus community, they may not use the word queer because when they were children, that right. was a slur. It's a perfect example. So it's like, well, that person doesn't really affirm queer people. Like, no, dude, that chill. person is unlearning a behavior yeah. to adapt to the new behavior. You're going to have to give people a minute to get it to, I am not, I would be way more upset that you missed the party than if you show up to the party late. Literally going to say that. That's a, if you show up late, I'm just happy you're here. I'm happy you made it. I yeah. don't care if you're late. I'm happy you made it. Yep. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, that's beautifully I said. I love you. that. Oh, thank you. I'm very intelligent. <laughs> God, I'm so smart. My middle of the pyramid is wanting more tattoos. I have two right now. <laughs> I love my tattoos. And I have a very, compl- as we know already, I have a very complicated relationship with my body. And I like getting tattoos because they feel on purpose. Like Ooh. so much of the things I don't like about my body are not my choice. I did not ask for any of the things that I don't like about my body, but putting art on it, I am choosing like, this is something I like. And if nothing else, I at least like my tattoos. I put them there on purpose. Heck yeah. But they're very expensive. Yeah. And they take a crap ton of time. Right. Because a tattoo is not as quick as a piercing. You you know, tattoo walk-in appointments are not as common. as like, I think I'm going to go get my nose pierced and it's going to take 20 minutes. You know, you have to find somebody that, that you like. You have to find a studio that has like, you know, a good reputation or one that you like. You have to make an appointment. You have to have a consultation. Like it just takes a really long time. Yeah, for sure. Which is the point, right? People people should have to go through that process if you really want them. Yeah, or a good one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but like I think me and my sister, I'm trying to bully my sister into getting a tattoo with me. Nearly and we're it. getting we're getting to the point where she's like, well, what if we did this? What if we did this? And I'm like, okay. I'm ready to capitalize on this momentum, but it might take us a minute to get an appointment or to get a design or to get an artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have like a plan for what you want? I, what you I do have want? three, I have three things I'm willing. Can and I guess? She, yes. One of them is a bald Eagle spread fully open between your shoulder blades. That's the first one. The second one is it just like a skull that is engulfed in flames, but only on one shoulder? Okay, that actually sounds pretty and sick. Then- <laughs> <laughs> I might actually. And then the third one is one of those like ironic ones, but so- there's like a miss. So no regrets. Yeah, but there's a yeah <laughs> exactly. No there's a misspelling in it. <sighs> no, it's there. It's unfortunately, not one of those three. It is shockingly not. One I am of those surprised. Three <laughs> it's just like different media that that means a lot. Movies, books, TV shows that meant a lot to us as kids. And so every once in a while, she'll bring it up. And I'm like, if you're serious, I'll do it. I've done dumber stuff. I'll do (laughs) literally getting a meaningful tattoo with my sister. uh, Let's do it right now. But it's not a let's do it right now thing because it takes time. And they're expensive too. Yeah. Um, Especially with like illustrations. Like both of mine are texts. And the text is not as expensive because it doesn't take as much time. It doesn't take as much ink. All those different things. But if we got illustrations, it would take time and it would take ink and it would take money. Mm. So I want them because I like them a lot and I appreciate what they do for my self image and like body modification in general, boosting my self image. I love it. I have colored my hair a bazillion times. I have lots of piercings. I have tattoos and it helps me feel like my body is a choice and I get to somebody, I saw it on the internet as a cartoon one time that I've never been able to find again, but it was like this comic of someone 
buying an apartment that's totally blank and decorating the apartment and saying like, my tattoos are my decoration of my body. And even if in five years, I don't like them, uh, it reminds me that five years ago, I really did like this thing. And yeah. that's not a bad, like the, my first tattoo on my arm, I have a tattoo on the inside of my left arm and I have a tattoo on the top of my right bicep. And the first one I got on my left arm was a quote from what at the time was my favorite play. It's not my favorite play anymore, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad tattoo or that I shouldn't have gotten it or that it's less than or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, that's dumb to think, well, I'm, I'm not going to like it in five years. Yes, I will. That's And I hope, I also hate the argument that people are like, well, when you get to be 85, blah, blah, blah. If I'm worried about my tattoos when I'm 85, there are bigger issues to address. I'm not going to care what I look like when I'm 85. I, that was what I was going to say. Are you like, kidding me? No one looks like super amazing at 85 no. anyway. Settle Stupid. down. Like, and also, also, I think that I don't, it, it's like looking at old pictures. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the nostalgia that you feel like, okay, well, I don't have that outfit. I would never wear that outfit now or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't do my hair like that. But yeah. I look, I love the memories yes. and the thoughts and feelings associated with that moment. And your tattoo can be kind of the exact same thing. But they're just really expensive and they take time. So that's why it's in the yeah. middle. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally feel you on that one. What do you have for the top, brother? My top of the pyramid. Besides it, me. Well, besides Amanda, <laughs> is uh, being around people that truly get you. Wait, I thought we weren't talking about me. Okay, you're an example of it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm I kinda, shut the hell up. I kind of softballed that one to you. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but I, there's something that is so, like, it, it's just truly, when you're around people that are, like, supportive mm -hmm. and validating that is amazing, but it like some examples can just be like something as simple as like you guys make the same joke about something, and there's just something so like pure in that moment that like wow, we not only experienced the same thing, but we experienced it the same way and had the same reaction to it. There's just something that's just it's it's like a nice little hug mm -hmm. uh, in in that moment, uh, or like when you share. Um, like like a past trauma and someone's mm -hmm. like that happened to me the exact same way yeah. or at least they they can really not just understand it but they can like truly empathize with that experience there's just something like warm and fuzzy yeah. about that even if, like whether you're talking about something amazing or something horrible being around people that truly get you and want to get you not just that they're listening but they're like super present and and yeah you guys connect like that oh i yeah. i've experienced that several times i've been very fortunate to experience that like several times very recently mm -hmm. and i it's it's just like the best feeling it, it really is. is i i'm gonna shout out uh people who have already been on the podcast before but um so i have <laughs> along with body image issues it will come to no one's surprise that i also have church trauma because no. wi in women those two things are very often connected and i know knew people at the hang on how am i going to say this i knew people who currently go to the church that traumatized me as a child that i'm not going to name because i don't want to do that to them and I, at my new church, my like new faith community, met people, Hannah and Bradley, who knew people who actively caused trauma at this old church. Dang. And it was like, oh, you know this family? You know these people? 
I know that I know them too. And that, and, and then being like, they're crazy. Right. And then somebody else being like, you know, we thought they were crazy and, and offensive all the time, but we didn't feel like we could say anything, whatever, whatever. And like immediate connection. It is the best. It is the very best feeling ever because there's nothing to explain right you're not having to sell yourself to that person like, in the tell sense a story of like, about yeah it. well it's like if this happened or like making a comparison like i know these people you know these people they're crazy we're gonna we're gonna be bffs because we had the same experience yeah it really is oh it is the best thing. i love that mm-hmm. um <laughs> do you I, love that i do it i don't <laughs> even know i'm doing it <laughs> i say it all the time we need a little bell or something. Like <laughs> ding every time. Somebody somebody count and leave me a review with how many times I say I love that in the um in the episode. Um okay. My top of the pyramid is comfort media. Yup. So I'm going through a, a one of the most stressful times of my life. Not ever. I've had worse times in my life. Oh, but something so great is going to come out of it, though. I don't say that. Now I have to knock on wood. Now you're going to mess it up. I'm not going to mess it up. Don't talk about it or it's going to disappear. Shut up. I'm going through a really stressful time right now, a time that is filled with more stress than like my normal life is. It's not just like regular stress of life. It's like heightened stress. And when I like want to consume media, like – watch TV or I don't know, like listen to new music or whatever. Like sometimes when I'm stressed, I just don't have the space for it. And I want media that was with me in a different time. Mm -hmm. And I just want to consume that again because it's comfort. It's like a, like a, like a a safety blanket. And my, so I have a, I have a handful of comfort media things. You know, this, uh, the first season of American Vandal. Obviously. Obviously. I've seen that first season all the way through at least five times, if not more. It is, I could say all of the lines by myself. I could do that whole thing. I so love that you show. You frequently will text them to me. A couple in I, particular <laughs> that I'm not going to say on your podcast. but It is the best show ever. Oh my God. Yeah, so, if but you, not if you the second season is fine. If you haven't watched American Vandal, please go do it's it. It's on Netflix. The first season of American Vandal is the peak of television. It is solid gold. It's a guys. spoof on true crime documentaries, but in a very subtle, tasteful way. And I don't know if tasteful is the and word. No, I, I mean, in the sense of a spoof, I it's see. not making fun of true crime oh, no, it's all perfect. the time. It's like perfectly mocking. Oh my, I was in it. It's And you want to know who did it by I the kn- end of the season. Yeah, I know going into it <laughs> how ridiculous, like it was, a, it's clearly a spoof and everything. And, but like, <laughs> And the first episode, you spend the whole time laughing. Just like, right. are they really what doing this? Yes. They're really doing this. And then by like the fourth episode, I'm like, you and I, when as we were watching it, we watched the entire thing. I was turning to you like, <laughs> what is happening right I'm now? Like, I don't know. I'm oh not going to tell gosh. you. When it, so, But you and I watched it together. I had watched it before you. Right. And then I went over to the Dude Palace and I asked you if don't, you had wanted. You said that that is what it was called. I That's what I'm calling it now. Least, I would well, never too bad. Actually, oh. Um. And I asked you if we could watch the first episode because of the first season. I was like, I think you would like it. It's your sense of humor. And it was the combination of it being during the summer. So neither of us were doing work. Uh, And it was like not in the middle of the worst part of the pandemic, but it was like it was in the summertime. It was last summer. So it was when we thought it was over (laughs) and then it was not. Right. You know what I mean? What we thought was the end, but turned out to only be the middle (laughs) that 
that time. If that. Summer of 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we watched the whole first season in one night. Yes. I did not leave your the Dude Palace until like four that morning. We I, Because we couldn't stop watching I, it. I, I could not it turn it off. It is the best. It's the best. I so there's not. that is one of my comfort medias. Um, Serial, the first season of the Serial podcast with Sarah Koenig and Adnan Syed. Listen to that all the time. I listen to it when I'm stressed. It just makes me feel better. It's NPR. Like, come on. Uh, from NPR and WBEZ Chicago. Where this is just, Serial. Are you kidding me? They just this. whisper into the microphone. And they sound so inconvenienced. This is Serial. I'm Sarah Koenig. <laughs> and you're like, are you? You sound kind of <laughs> mad. Yeah. Are you mad at me? Right I, I can turn it off. That would make <laughs> you feel better, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry I'm bothering you with my presence. Yeah. Um, but the one I'm the one I'm hyper fixating on right now is an a, a very old YouTube series, and by very old I mean like 2014, not that. I old. mean, how old can a YouTube series? But, be, really? Truly, but um, it is from from a YouTube channel that is still up, but they're not making content. It was called the Super Best Friends, and it was a group of three, and then four, and then three again, like dudes that worked in video game development together reviewing and playing through games on youtube but they know what they're talking about because they have worked for these companies and there's a let's play of matt and liam playing through life is strange and they're very different people and the jokes that they make are just very funny and i and it's a 24 part let's i mean it's five episodes of a of of an episodic square enix game like it's a long thing wow and, and they're just so funny. And the first time I watched through it, it was when I was working in Kentucky um, at a theater. And I was very scared and I was very afraid of being, you know, at my first adult job and like whatever. And ne- like, it is such, it's just such a special place in my brain. Like 2014, Amanda being very nervous about her first job and re-listening to it and being like, oh, like, this is so nice. The jokes are like still funny, but like if I heard them now, I would not think they're funny. You know what I okay, mean? Like yeah. they were funny oh, to me in 2014. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's just so and just like having it on in the background and like giggling and chuckling at the same things. Like it, there is no challenge. There's no digesting that needs to happen. It's not new media. It's just like comfort media. Yeah, absolutely, it's the best. Yeah, I was just I talking it. to somebody about that recently. It's, mm-hmm. There's just something so amazing about it that's it do you have anything else for the pyramid you feel like uh, we've talked about it enough yeah i think so i thought of something else earlier this past week and i couldn't remember what it was because i didn't think to write down i'm like okay this is so like good for the pyramid i'll definitely remember this and <laughs> me it, every week i understand it, it, it just fell right out of my head i do uh, that every week <laughs> so should we go for the the fourth time appearance at some point uh should you choose to keep me in your life uh determined then i'll i'm sure i'll remember it and i'll actually write it down for that i love that you have the confidence and i'm going to keep you around I think that's really sweet um okay are you ready to get into this episode oh am i we got a lot to do yeah lots to talk about we got a lot to cover yeah there's lots of drama <laughs> as always <laughs> no no days off no breaks no for this squad of moms there is no off season for these it, moms that's really before we get into it how <laughs> can they possibly have the energy for all of this it's just they're at 100 <laughs> mm-hmm. all the time except dr holly Ugh. but they're all at 100 all the time and then dr holly you know i i don't blame her uh, for I think it was mentioned on an episode or two or three ago that like oh you're not here sometimes first of all she's a 
principal of a school. A principal. And second of all, even if she wasn't, can you imagine voluntarily being around these other moms all the time? I think that's what makes them so crazy is that, and what makes Holly so level-headed is that she has something else going on. Yeah. But these other moms do not work. They have two things. This is it. Their children. Yep. And lots of wine. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get into it but yeah but they don't have oh excuse me they don't have any sort of life balance because this it is it for not, them yeah it's, they're it's, just like in an echo chamber you know like when you see like conspiracy theorists and you're like how do you believe that like i don't i don't know any of the conspiracy theories that that you believe and then you find out like oh well all you do is talk to other conspiracy theorists yeah, that's why it's that's what this is. It's just mm -hmm. surrounding yourself by the same people and the same like minded people. And then you're just angry constantly. Yeah. It's the danger of living in an echo chamber. Yep. Unless you're a liberal, then you can live in an echo chamber. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, it's a problem for everybody. Yes. Um. Okay. Last week, we had Peyton drama with Jill. Mm -hmm. And by Jill, I mean, Leslie. <laughs> um, sorry, Peyton and Leslie. Off to a heck of a start. Oh boy. The trio that like didn't win, Jill calling Peyton big Peyton, which is so rude and so stupid. It makes me I feel that oh I You need to know that when I listen to these episodes I hate it. <laughs> of the podcast, the only episodes I've ever watched of Dance Moms are when I come over here and we watch <laughs> the episode that I am speaking about, which I am sure. speaking. Right, right, right. So like when I listen to other episodes, I'm finding this content out, like the storyline of the episode like as through yeah. you guys. Ugh, and so that. when I forget who was, yeah, when someone called Peyton Big. Big Peyton. It's Jill. I was just, I was just like, bruh. I mean, come on. But we yeah, that's what it was. It was like. And Jill saying big Peyton and little Kendall. I've there's so much to unpack there and we only have so much time on. An yeah, episode of the podcast, I, yeah, I can't possibly. Like, we don't oh want to go back into like all the other stuff from other episodes, but God, all the body stuff <sighs> is just a nightmare. Just it's gross. And anyway. then we get the coming up on and I every once in a while, Christy will wear a top or wear her hair in a certain way that makes me be like oh i remember this episode and we're gonna get to it That's but interesting. we see it in the preview and i think oh i remember this episode because she's wearing the sparkly top and she says insert quote here that we're gonna get to later so okay. very exciting but yeah last week was filled with leslie and peyton and all that kind of oh yeah crap. that drove me crazy peyton, peyton. maybe <sighs> it's just us because we're from the south and we're dumb but your child's name is peyton it's peyton. not peyton <laughs> Yeah, I don't care if it's your child. I know the, what their name is called. <laughs> there's still like the, mm, like there's Peyton, still a, it's a changing Peyton. of syllables, not Peyton or whatever. It's not Peyton. Peyton. It's like a happy medium. It's Peyton. Yeah. It's annoying. Anyway, right out of the gate, we get the last time on, we get the coming up on. Okay. Now we're in like the for real part of the episode. Brooke and Abby are meeting at one of these very strange tea party places where you can have tea and like sandwiches and things. Um, and Brooke is like trying to meet with Abby because she says that cheer wasn't her thing. And so she wants to come back to the dance studio. This episode's called Brooke's back. So we had Brooke's turning point and now Brooke's back. Um, and so she's saying like, cheer just wasn't my thing. And I'm wondering if I can come back and dance. And Abby's like, well, you stab everyone in the back and you slap me in the face. Yeah. When, yeah. Like, <laughs> so she's like, I don't really a, know. I took it as a personal slight yeah. that you wanted to try to try out for cheerleader. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's try out for cheerleader. Yeah, and Abby says her problem is that Brooke just bounced and let people down at the last minute, which I can understand. Sure, yeah. She didn't say anything sooner, whatever. But then she says that what is the most upsetting is that Brooke doesn't want to dance and that she takes that personally. And I think that Abby's projecting again. Yes. It's like, I think she has, and I am not anybody who knows anything. This is me just making guesses about things, but we know Abby has issues with her mom. Cause she talks about it all the time and oh, she projects so all the clear. time. So clear. Um, but I think Abby would benefit from someone talking to her about abandonment problems. That if someone doesn't want to dance, it does not mean that they don't love you. And it doesn't mean that they're abandoning you. Yeah, she just you wanted, know? she's what, 13 or whatever? Yeah, she just wanted she's a child. To, she wanted to try something else. She wanted like, to try out for cheerleader. Yeah, and I think Abby, I mean, obviously she d- demands a lot of her dancers, but mm-hmm. like she is talking about like the youngest ones, like Mackenzie and Maddie, like she wants them to be professional dancers. Like when you are professional dancers, mm-hmm. this will be blah, blah, blah. Like, why don't you? Just teach them how to point their toes yeah, and how to like kids. have fun dancing. Wouldn't yeah, that be a nice start? So if Brooke wants to try to be a cheerleader, let her. Yeah, let her try something new. Yeah. Yeah, but she eventually lets her back, so it doesn't even really matter. Right. Um. So then we get to the studio. We get the lineup in front of the mirror, the ALDC branded copy paper over the headshots, mm-hmm. which I also had this thought the other day. Some poor like PA, that's their job to to pinch and zoom the Abby Lee dance company logo to be the exact width of the copy paper and then run it off 11 times. Like that's, we got to get the, the scene. Did you print out the copies? You didn't print out the the thing. No, I forgot. And, and then being like, why don't you just print out a hundred and then we'll just keep using the same stack. <laughs> why do we have this conversation every week? Brandon, probably <laughs> I need you to get it together. I need the ALDC branded copy paper or Abby's going to be pissed. And Brandon shake a leg, Brandon. He's, he's hung over and getting paid $8 an hour to get screwed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, honestly, I'm just doing this for the college credit. Yeah. He's like sobbing. Why am I being yelled <laughs> that so much this sucks bless shouts out to brandon yeah. friend of the podcast brandon um <laughs> so before we get to the lineup um eventually but abby starts by saying that kendall is off of probation which is great love yeah. that Yay jill kendall. little kendall jill is pumped grinning ear to ear smiling so hard i'm afraid her teeth are gonna crack she looks like the joker from batman the, well the chrissy says she looks like the going, cheshire cat that's a yeah that's just right. like that big which like love Toothy that for grin. her but like yeah. it's a lot um and then leslie in an interview like her talking head says that she's confident in peyton and she's like well peyton's gonna stay on the team Stop i'm that. confident that's what she says i don't just know what you want me to say, say that oh, is just- what she says I don't know why you're trying to silence women on our podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's so. You're really proud it's of yourself. So aren't you? easy. It's uh, so easy. You're so proud of yourself. You and my ability to make jokes—easiest things in the world. <laughs> Dang! God, just kick me while I'm down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Just got dunked on twice <laughs> by in a LeBron row. James. Uh, <laughs> guys okay. you should see amanda she's so proud of herself right now. I, i'm funny i have a right to be proud of myself i'm funny sorry you with <laughs> anyway um getting back to it we could talk about how funny i am all day but we don't have enough time it's a whole separate podcast true um 
so but Leslie says that she's not threatened by Kendall not being on probation. She's like, I think my daughter's going to stay. Whatever. Mm. Abby says that they're going to Starbound competition in Long Island, New York. She says Long Island, New York constantly. We know where Long Island we, is. It's not like Springfield where there's one in every state. Right. Long Island. You know, I know where exactly that where that is. Yep. Like if someone was if someone was going to say that you were going to like San Diego, California. I know. There's only one San Diego. Yeah. No, we, we got it. Know where that is. Thank you very we much. Got it. Um, and she says that because they're going to New York, that there's going to be sharks in the water, which is, uh, she says that they're going to smell the blood and try to eat you. Right. I don't, okay, whatever. I don't, yeah. Like the dancing whatever. in New York is more intense. Among, but she says that about every city. Among, exactly. That's the thing. I have that later we're, on. We're going to Lake Tahoe. Yeah, that's they're where the national championships were. I know. And you're like, I, uh, what? How is Lake Tahoe on the same level with Long Island as is uh, St. Louis and also Vegas? Like, how are they all the worst place to dance? How many sharks are there in the dancing community? <laughs> Apparently, uh, a lot. Droves, I guess. I don't know. So we get to the the pyramid. The bottom, Mackenzie, don't know why. Nia, because her oh. mom stood up against racial discrimination, so Nia's on the bottom. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we can't have that what at it the is. Abby Lee Miller Dancing Center for the Arts. <laughs> yeah. Paige, because she didn't do anything. <laughs> and then Kendall, because she didn't do anything either. So that's the bottom. It's very not exciting. Um, it's also like very typical. Yeah, like, of stuck. course, it's them on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Maddie is on the middle. She's the third. She's there's one other person and then the top. So she's the first person in the middle. She won everything, but Abby says that she still wants her to have motivation to improve. She still wants to kind of challenge her. Can't be on the top all the time. To me, that sounds like one of the producers says she can't be on the top every week. Right. That's what that says to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Maddie, we're, you are clearly the best and won absolutely everything. And you're very, like, intrinsically motivated anyway. And you always try your best. <laughs> and your mom's content. lips are attached to my butt. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not on the top somehow. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Maddie's just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> okay, yeah. And then Chloe, because she didn't win. Hmm. But so there's one still at the top. At least she and Maddie are together, though. That's I great. guess that, yeah, that's fine, whatever. They're on an even playing field yeah, or whatever. I guess. But there's still one at the top. There's still one of Brandon's copy papers on top of a headshot at the top. This was so And I, brutal. my jaw was on the floor because I thought it was going to be who? Peyton. Peyton. Because it cuts to Leslie, it cuts to her. And they're Peyton's looking at each other upright. and they're like, H, yeah, She's like, we oh. got this in the bag. Abby likes that I mouthed off to her last week about how I'm better than everybody else. Yeah, the confidence. Heck I, yeah. yeah, I have got it in the bag. And she snaps off Brandon's copy paper and it's Brooke. And Peyton. And I am shocked. Peyton melted. Oh. I felt so bad for her. She My started heart, crying dude. immediately. And all the moms are also sh- like nobody in that room thought that that was happening. Except that was, Abby. Everybody was surprised. That was everybody. actual great drama. Yeah, the show is yeah. not, but that was, was like, oh legit. Yeah. Um, late, uh, Leslie and Peyton are like looking at each other and like Peyton is still in the line with all the other kids and Leslie's still on the line with the other moms. So they're not moving, but they're looking at each other, freaking out. Peyton head and hands immediately sobbing. Yep. It is so upsetting. 
And then the door opens. Excuse me. Jill body shames again in her talking head and says, oh, yeah. well, of course, Big Peyton is getting taken out and little Kendall is off of probation. <sighs> I think Peyton being that much taller visually is an issue. But I don't think that the reason why Kendall is on the team is because she's small. I think physicality makes a difference in Peyton's case and kind of in Kendall's, but also not really because what Abby says Mm. is that at no point was it ever up for discussion that it was either Peyton or Kendall. She never said that. She said, Leslie made that up (laughs) this idea that it was either Kendall or Peyton is a made up argument. So she's mad about something that didn't even exist. I understand that she's frustrated that now all because it because listen, Abby used that um goal of Peyton being on the team against Leslie for good TV. Well, of course. I understand the frustration of my daughter's not on the team and nobody consulted me or told me that this was going to happen and we're here for no reason. But Jill should be mad at Abby and not mad at Kendall or Jill because that competition was not, was non-existent. She made that problem. Yeah. Is that not what I said? You said Jill. Oh, sorry. Leslie should be mad at Jill and not, or no, (laughs) Leslie should be mad at Abby and not Jill. Right. There we go. We got there. So uh, also Abby, this is humiliating to Kendall or, Oh my gosh, all these people's names are running together. To Peyton. To Peyton and Leslie. Yeah. This is humiliating to her because Brooke it walks in the door. Brooke's not in the lineup this was yet. set up, yeah. And, and then all the other girls run to go hug Brooke. Peyton is crying. By herself. By herself. And then the other girls see that and then feel conflicted and confused and then go hug Peyton. Yeah. So you're embarrassing a student and her mom and you're forcing this weird conflict for the girls. And now Brooke is walking into a problem. Her being there is immediately an issue. Yes. So no, but the only person here who, who gets off scot-free is Abby. Cause she's like, well, it's my studio. She loves orchestrating. Yes, I mean, this just is like so drama. clear. She just orchestrates and, and Ugh. hits people against each other. She does it constantly, constantly. With Girls against children their own moms. And their own mothers, which is bananas. And like yeah. we said before, very indicative of how uh, her childhood went. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's just very embarrassing, like, for... All around. For everybody, yeah. It's just upsetting. And so, um, Leslie starts crying. I don't blame her because she is feeling the thing that a lot of the other moms feel sometimes, except for Melissa, of, like, my child is being put through something by this tyrannical dance instructor, and I'm allowing it to happen, and now I feel guilty. She's going through those emotions. I totally understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Um, I think she's right. Um, and then Leslie's like, well, we don't want to be here. And so they leave. And we don't hear anything else about them in this episode, but we will in the future. Oh. Um, because we will hear about things um, about them in the future. I'm not going to say anything. But, boating. but they peace out. They leave. So now we're four days out from the competition. The group number is called avalanche and Abby says something dumb about cheer. And she's like, I want to see the, the pyramid of the cheerleaders fall like an avalanche. Um, okay. Girly, yeah. whatever. Stupid. That's a loose, that's, that's <laughs> loose at best. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, then the moms are like up top. We see the, the girls dancing for a little bit and then we cut to the Lido deck of the moms up top. Um, and <laughs> is that right? 
I don't know, but Alexa, it makes me giggle. Is the Lido deck on top of a cruise ship? Here we go. You absolutely nailed it. I am the smartest person <laughs> who's ever existed. I, I She just said thanks for your feedback. Yeah. I absorbed that through osmosis. I did not fact check myself on that ever, but I just said it with confidence. You've been using it for a little while too. Oh, I'm so smart. Dang, the, it's the, not fair. The like... <laughs> It was like this, like primal. I just like, knew it. This oh, your so teeth when you're clenched, smart. and you're just like when you heard it, you're just like, <laughs> like oh yes. yeah, <laughs> I'm so smart. Yeah. Oh, I watched that look. Okay, your face. great. Well, now I'm gonna say that all the time. It is the, the Lido, Lido deck. deck. I am a genius. Okay. Anyway, up in the Lido deck, Jill freaking out already. Christy is me in this moment. She's. If if eye rolling had a sound, <laughs> it, her eye rolling would be so loud it would be deafening. You know yes. what I mean? Like she's eye rolling so loudly. She's mastered it. Jill being like, I can't believe that little Kindle doesn't have any special part this week, and blah blah blah, whatever. Um, and then Jill just starts to pick a fight because she wants to, I guess. With with the Doctor Holly. Oh no no no! Before she gets to Doctor oh, Holly. Before that. Before that, she starts getting mad at Kelly. And she's like, well, Brooke shouldn't have even been at the top. And she's like, well, I'm not going to keep my thoughts to myself anymore. I'm just going to say what I feel. And she's like, Brooke shouldn't have been at the top. She wasn't here last week. And <laughs> Kelly's like, why are you mad at me? Like, I, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, that's a very weird fight to pick and a very weird time to pick it. But uh, okay, whatever. And then it cuts to Jill saying, I'm not going to keep my thoughts to myself. And I have in my notes, when did you ever? Yeah, that's, this is the unfiltered. When were you a filtered version of this? This is just another day. Yeah, a lot of the time they will declare like, "Oh, now the gloves are yeah. off," like and <laughs> they were like, on before. What? You've been insane since yeah. you walked in the door. Right. When have we ever had a mild version of you ever, yeah. girl? It's never been that way. It is not common collected at any point. No, Christy brings up the fact that the trio didn't win. And, be, and so she says that to Jill, like, well, your daughter was given a special trio and it didn't win. And Kelly was like, I'm glad it didn't win because it proves that Paige should have still have been in it and Kendall should not have replaced her, which, uh, you know, I... The shade. The shade. And also she's not wrong. Statistically, every time Kendall's been in the trio, they've lost. So Paige okay. has been in it. They won. So just saying it's, it's the it's math, fact of you know, not mathing. Uh, not mathing. Um, Jill is mad that Kendall isn't special. That's like her whole thing this week is that Kendall's not special enough or that she's not being appreciated or whatever. Um, so then she tries it with Dr. Holly. She right. turns over her shoulder to try it with Dr. Holly and she says something. I don't even remember what it was, but Holly looks at her so calmly and so coldly. And she says, if you're trying to get me to say that my child is weak, that is not something I'm going to say. Yeah. I just mean, like I see what you're doing, and ugh. no, <laughs> she is smacking my forehead. She is so cool. I just yeah. love. She drinks tea and is educated, and I love her. I'm just not going to say that. No comment. Done. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. She's stonewalling people, but in a productive way. Yeah. Not well, in the like I'm not going to talk about it way, but like you will not get anywhere with that argument because I'm not going to say my child's yeah, weak. That's not going to work. She's so cool. Yeah. Um, Kelly and Christy are not live, laugh, loving Jill. <laughs> They're just not. <laughs> They're really not down with it. 
It's going to get worse, but at this point, it's just, you know, I don't really like her. Two days out, Brooke is getting a solo this week. She has, she's an alien like her mother. That's what Abby says. Uh, 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 apparently. Okay. We get it for like 30 seconds and then that's it. Yeah. Very weird. I don't know, man. She's an alien from another planet, just like her mother. Yeah, it's just like a weird okay. I Yeah, maybe that was fed to her, Whatever. or maybe like there was more conversation that led to that. We talked a lot, you, you've spoken a lot about like the weird editing choices in this. Yeah. Like a lot of the context for like the insults and for the jokes yeah. and everything. I feel like they've just like cut all of that out and just left the insult or the joke <laughs> so thinking it's, like, it's going to okay, hit the yeah. same way. And it won't. It yeah. will not. Okay, well, She's whatever. She's an alien. All right. Okay, cool. Um, then we see Mackenzie solo and Abby is saying all of these dance terms to her. She's doing like what a choreographer should be able to do, which is like giving a line, a list of the names of the moves so that you can do it right. These moves are called certain things so that they're repeatable. Mm -hmm. Um, but Mackenzie is staring off into space, mouth breathing. Yeah. Totally not understanding what Abby is saying. Yeah. And Abby is looking at her, counting them off. We're going to do this. And then we're going to do this. And Mackenzie through that huge, like gap in the middle where she's missing 17 teeth yep. is just mouth breathing and does not understand what's going on. <laughs> um, and Abby says, well, I want Mackenzie to be where Maddie was at seven. And again, uh, again, all roads lead to Maddie. And an unsurprising turn of events. Yeah. I want her to be like her sister. Okay, great. Mm. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Then that's it. Speaking, speaking of mouths hanging open, hers was just wide open a second ago. Hi, sweet baby. She's been taking a nap. Oh, now she's back to mess some stuff up. She's going to come chew on a shoestring in a minute. Um, Yeah, hide your shoestrings, kids. My kitten is out to get them. Tuck my feet. <laughs> Um, she's scared of my Crocs. Have I told you that? I was wearing my Crocs in the house, like not in the house because I'm not a degenerate, but I was wearing my Crocs from the door to the bathroom because I had to go to the bathroom when I came home and she hates the Crocs, hates them. Well, she's she got good them. fashion sense. <gasps> How dare you? I love my Crocs. They're utilitarian and they're comfy. I like them. Anyway... <laughs> Um, now we're seeing the group rehearsing this avalanche thing and Abby starts talking about the number. I'm so over, you know what I'm really over? I'm over Abby saying the word hot in the context of children. Dude, I wrote that down. I can't do it. I can't and I won't. I wrote cheerleading <laughs> dance is dot, 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 quote unquote, hot? I Question hate mark? it. Why do the children have to be hot? Yeah, stop. A Why lot of them are, are like that? eight, right? Yeah. Like seven to nine or whatever. Like, and, and then there's a. I, I, if you don't mean that the context or the connotation of that word pick a different word yeah. if you wanted to say that the number was energetic or sure. if you wanted to say that the number requires um, i don't know like sharp shapes and you have to be really precise and it has to it has to be precise and energetic say those words instead of hot because that can mean different things to different people. Yeah, or if there's a lot of hips in it, then say that. Yeah. Ugh, God, it's don't, so annoying. Don't try to make children sexy. It's I can't do it. Bonkers, man. I can't and I won't. Paige gets a special part because she comes out uh, from, like, the side first. So she starts dancing when nobody else is there. Mm -hmm. And Jill can't do it. She can't handle it. It doesn't make sense in her brain. <laughs> so she's just freaking out up at the Lido deck. And <laughs> uh, Kelly is like... If you want special parts, get in line, sister. Yeah. <laughs> get in line. Yep. She's like, none of our kids get special parts except for Maddie. So, yeah, we're all you know, on board. Take with a number. This. Yeah. 
This um, whole thing is just so bizarre because like she's now off probation. That doesn't mean she's now automatically treated special. Right. No, she's at now treated like everyone level. else. Yeah, she's moved from intern to entry level position, exactly. not to CEO not, where Maddie is. Yeah, you don't run the place. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So, but then Melissa is like, well, I just wish that we weren't allowed here at all because I'm tired of hearing people complain. But then, yeah. in her interview, in her talking head, Melissa says that she likes Jill because she speaks her mind. So which is it, Melissa? Do you not want people to complain or do you like a girl who speaks her mind? Well, she'll say it in front of people. Well, that's to keep, you know, period. That's the truth. Just keep appearances. But behind, she's like, yes, stir the pot, Jill. I can't do it. Jill interrupts Gianna, the the assistant choreographer during rehearsal. She talks down to her, which I hated. Yeah. Where she says, like, I know you're really busy, but why doesn't Kendall have a special part? And Gianna says, I literally just want every other person. Yeah. She shuts her down and she's like. Such an easy design choice. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it literally was an, ob- if your daughter had been one position over, it would have been her. Yeah. And Jill is like, well, maybe during tomorrow's rehearsal, can you work in a thing where she gets like a special something? And Gianna's like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and please I... go away. I'm doing my job. Jill, the door shuts. Abby uh, materializes and it's like, Gianna, what did she say? And yeah. she's and Gianna spills the tea and she's like, oh, Jill wants something special for Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> she takes no time being like, oh, she just had a concern. No, she's like straight up bestie. This that is- one's going to be a pain. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. And the fact that uh, this has maybe been discussed, but like how often these mothers interrupt rehearsals unthinkable and especially and then you yeah which is insane like i i, I was in oh, i've got i've i played sports i was in the marching band if a parent walked out onto like a rehearsal field <laughs> can you specifically ima- at the high school you went to oh with your band director god he would have <laughs> he would have killed that parent he would have caught fire he oh and he would have made it everybody's problem yes because you don't do that to a working professional. Yeah, that's insane. I don't show up to your job. Exactly. Like, <laughs> get out. Stop uh, it. Your your band director would have lost oh, a, a, every sense. Field day. You'd that have is a so funny day. to imagine. But yeah, and yeah, then, it's it is ridiculous the amount of times the moms are just like, "Well, I think she needs my opinion." Yeah, and then talking I don't think down she to she does. No, she doesn't. No. And then talking down to Gianna, who's yes. awesome at her job. Yes. Like, hold on, Miss Thing. Yeah, you better back up. <laughs> it is too much. It is really too much. Um. So then we cut to a commercial. When we come back, we're at Kelly's house for a party. Again, this is like the fourth party we've had at Kelly's, Woo-hoo! which is great. I I love that. And by party, I mean Ding. they drink wine and their kids probably play in the bonus room. And they do stuff. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a real like a party party. It's just like hanging out. Sounds like a party to me. I mean, honestly, um, the wine moms back at it again, oh, making it every minor inconvenience everyone's problem. <laughs> I love it. It's so chaotic. I live, laugh, love. This environment, it cracks yeah, me up. The smallest thing becomes a oh, nuclear explosion. So, I'll cut this out if you want me to, but what kind of drunk person are you? I become, uh, you, you want the real tea? I don't, you may have to edit this out, but I become <laughs> uh, lazier and I lazier. become very comfy. Like I, I kind of like, I just oh. want to sit. I just want to hang out. Yeah. I become very cuddly. And you don't you don't start fights when you're drunk. I have never even considered starting a fight <laughs> when I'm drunk. I I just want everyone to like 
have a as great time has as great of time. That's a weird sentence. Has wait, have as has great, great of a time, time. There you as go. I'm having. Good <laughs> factory lord. reset. Am brain. I drunk right now? Uh, <laughs> but I like. Let's just all hang out. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll snuggle up to somebody. Yeah. And we're just gonna you're laugh like, I'm so and happy hang out. You're yeah. Here. I love. The, yeah. My. Yeah. My. Okay. So one of my best friends, Scott, and I. Oh, love Scott. Used to. He is just a giant teddy bear of a human being, and he and I used to throw like parties when we were in college, mm-hmm. and people would show up. And like they would all like get crunk and you know do shots and do all the crazy things and everything. And he and I would kind of like stand off to the side and just like watch, like, oh, look at these kids having fun. Yeah. And then we would go out to the breezeway of our apartment and just tell each other how much we love each other <laughs> and just have like a broing out session that. for like 20 minutes. This is, I remember you telling me a story, I think about this friend that there was, de- there were definitely multiple nights of just like holding. Yes. We just, just like hug another. each other and people yeah. would walk out like, what is happening like, over just here? Holding. Like, no, we're good. Just being bros. Just holding. That's great. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a big old hug. Christy is the combative drunk. Oh, she, yeah. You can see it. The more that the, the, the fight progresses the, in her face, you can just tell she's becoming less and less sober. Yeah. And she keeps like the jaw she, clenching and yeah the, and she's jumping from point to point to point like at this point she's just word vomiting yeah just like letting out all of the problems she has with everybody else in the room um holly says in her talking head she says that jill giving gifts is annoying and she needs to work for because let's not forget she gives abby a gift like every week mm-hmm. and jill does and so holly says like jill needs to work for her daughter's spot the old-fashioned way hard work determination Stop buying gifts. It's annoying. Isn't it also strange that the moms have any sort of input on their daughter's like position within the dance company? Shouldn't it be like, <laughs> we're here to teach kids and we want them to learn as best they can. Like there it, are like, two schools of thought on education. Now one being I'm a parent, so I know what it means to be an educator. Right. And the other being I'm a parent. I don't know what it means to be an educator. I trust you, the expert. And so. even though Abby is uh, a horrible person, she knows but what she's like, talking about. Yeah, in terms of like making good dancers in a lot of ways, like let's try you're you're paying this woman. Like even I, yeah. I think that Abby is crazy, obviously. Duh. But like you are mothers that have kids that are sending your kids to this dance company to learn from this person that you trust. Yeah. So why are you trying are to you change the way that she teaches? Yeah, you paid her whatever. I yeah, yeah I could we so could talk about that forever. Thing is nuts. But yeah, Jill is, uh, she's, she's doing the most. Um, Christy lumps Jill and Melissa together and it's like, Jill, you're just like her. And so now she's picking, exactly. She's now picking a fight with somebody else. Pick a target, stick with it. Uh Uh-huh. Holly says that the root in her, um, in her talking head, she says that the root of all the tension amongst the moms is that Melissa and Abby are friends. And I think that is the most concise way to articulate the problem. Hmm. Melissa and Abby are friends. That is that is where the preferential treatment issues come from. That's where the music issues that we've had in the past come from, where Melissa is working for Abby, but they're also friends, so it's hard for her to stay on a schedule. Um, Maddie gets not only special parts and souls, but she gets private lessons because Melissa's friends with Abby. Like t- Holly's right, and and we know she's right because Christy is not friends, or excuse me, Kelly Brooke and Paige's mom has known Abby for forever, but can't stand her. And her kids get the short end of the stick constantly. 
Yeah. So that Holly's right. That's what it is. The root mm-hmm. of all the tension is that Melissa and Abby are friends. Everything comes back to Melissa and Abby are friends. All of it does. Um, Melissa says she wants to leave the party. She's like, well, if you're, I'm just came out here to have a good time and I'm feeling really attacked. And Christy says, well, we knew you would leave because you want to deflect all the time. Christy, Kelly girl, come get your best friend. She is being embarrassing. Yeah. Someone needs to come get her. It is a lot. Her glass and a half of wine. Yeah. Jill has some like half baked comeback and then like downs half a glass of rosé and is like and another thing i'm like honestly i hear you girl i I, love that i very much feel that energy (laughs) and another thing it's something about wine when i'm drinking wine i want to fight somebody i feel like wine makes me feel like i'm better than everybody else you know what i mean if i'm drinking something that's not wine i'm just as bad as every other bum but if i'm drinking something that looks or tastes like pink I'm out for blood, dog. I I feel better than everybody else. See, we talked about this. I don't get that. (laughs) I just want to. I just want to relax a little bit and hang out. I. That's just my. That's just my experience. (laughs) (laughs) You also really like to drink whiskey, and I personally don't feel don't enjoy the feeling of thinking I'm going to poop my pants. So we have different alcohol experiences. I've never gotten that. (laughs) Yeah, you. Yeah, I. My stomach kills me when I drink whiskey. It's bad news. That's fair. Um, Melissa and Jill. So then, so that party ends. It's really weird and uh, uncomfy and bad. Then Melissa and Jill meet up to go shopping. And you know this because we watch it together. I had a full body reaction to yeah. this. Like, hey, girly, like we're going to go shopping. Blech. And like, and I just said this, I just said this at the beginning that every expression of femininity is equal. This thinking about myself being in this expression makes me uncomfortable. I'm not saying that they can't do this because they can do whatever they want. I don't care. But if I had just been like verbally assaulted at a party by a drunk mom and I wanted to complain about it to my best friend, we wouldn't go shopping the next day to buy chunky statement jewelry. It would be a different, you know, it would be just a different vibe. It would just be a different thing. And I have like, what the H are they shopping for? Whatever they're shopping for, it's ugly. Everything in that store is ugly. It was very gaudy. Did not, it just was bad vibes all around. Did not like it. And Melissa's like, I think this is going to be a friendship that lasts for a long time. Unfortunately. I I had this, I I had this uh, experience many years ago where uh, I used to work in a restaurant. I was a server. And one of the other servers there Whenever someone new started working at the restaurant, Mm -hmm. she would just cling to them. Just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, in the first five minutes of meeting them, they would laugh about something Mm -hmm. and just start announcing loudly to everyone. Like, oh my God, so and I, so and so and I are now immediately best friends. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that eye roll every time. I saw it happen, Amanda, five or six times in the, like the couple of years that I worked there. It's, it's just, it's like. Are you doing it for attention or do you genuinely think that you're like best friends now? I know. As someone who does not act that way, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I very much wonder. It's great that you're excited that you're meeting a new person. That's awesome. And you guys laughed about, you know, whatever pasta together or whatever you're laughing yeah. about. But like settle down. Like yeah. and after it's happened that many times, do you keep thinking that you're meeting a new best friend every couple of months? I don't know. I, I think that in the, t- let me rephrase this. When I have been in those situations, this like, hey, girly shopping, that friendship has 
always turned out to be artificial. Right. Always. Yes. And so hearing that to me, I have a hard time imagining that friendship being not artificial. That's what I'm saying. It's a new person every couple like, of months, which means that come it, on. it flamed out immediately. I mean, I'm, do what you want to do, live your life, but like. Right. I'm not oh, saying. It's so annoying. <laughs> I'm not saying that something like that can't turn into something real. What I am saying is I don't like it. <laughs> I've never seen it happen and it no. stresses me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Now we're one day away from the competition. Mackenzie's in rehearsal, practicing her solo. She turns it to a pretzel. It's very uncomfy. In the sense of like, how is her spine not snapping in half? Yeah, you and I both like, had it. I'm like, oh my god. Um, she's so cute. Oh my god, With her little it birthday is hat. upsettingly adorable. Yeah, she's a cute kid. And she gets done, and Abby starts crying, and she says it's one of those moments that that makes everything make sense for an arts educator. That is the only time that I felt like Abby and I understood each yeah. other just for one little second. Yeah, because I I know you. I I know that there have been points in our lives that we have like felt that about something where oh, totally. you're, you just feel like hundred percent validated. Like, yes, everything that I've done up to this point has been worth it. This is great. This is, I love it. And she just kind of tears up a little bit. It just yeah. kind of, I think it catches her by surprise. It like McKinsey has grown a lot. She's now executing an acro solo fully and she's doing it well. She's she like a like real dancer, well. Yeah, you know? Um, and McKinsey's like, I made Miss Abby cry because I'm so good at my dance. Oh my God. <laughs> so sweet she looks like a jack-o-lantern yeah oh my gosh that big old gap where she's missing yeah. literally like her front four teeth are gone and then i think one or two on the bottom too yeah she, see they're dropping like flies those we've teeth are there. falling out in the sleep yeah um brooke solo she's also a pretzel and then abby says this very out of context strange and unexplained thing if she says this is what's called me using you i did not and like, like that and i I, I was in the middle of writing notes and huh? I was like, did I miss something else? That's very strange. I agree. Uh, that, I agree. And then we don't really get any sort of follow-up about it. That was, it was just, <clears throat> I don't know. It was weird and it felt like it was worth mentioning. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cut to a different scene. Abby and Gianna are in the den. They're in that area where the girls change. And like, when we talk about costumes, they're usually standing up on the thing. It's the den. It, it's like a common area that connects all the studios. Right. So they're in the den and they're having a real conversation about work. Like they're talking about Weirdly. stylistic choices. Yeah. And then Jill comes in and she goes, can I interrupt? Which, you, you know, are. you know me. That, what what's the answer? Can I interrupt? What's the answer? No. No. The answer is no. But she just keeps talking. Can I interrupt? And she says, I have something special for you in Studio C. She has private massages <laughs> set up for Abby and Gianna. I gotta say, I had a million things in my head, like what it might be. I have to tell you, this was nowhere close to that list. Private on the table spa candle lit soft racially uh, appropriated music playing in the background <laughs> she is with big hulking it, men oh with shirts that are way too my tight. okay i ugh. i, I, <laughs> I don't even guys know. i'm watching amanda's <laughs> skin crawl I, over her bones the thought of one of those men even coming within 50 feet of laying a single solitary finger on me makes me want to throw up into my tears. Oh my God. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't. No, you two stay away. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. 
I just, the idea of being in a dimly lit room with a jock meathead touching me while I'm laying next to my coworker. Naked. Who's also having that happen to them. (laughs) That is something literally out of a nightmare. I don't know you. I listen. I my number one love language is physical uh, touch. I love hugs. I love all that kind of stuff. It's not the touching me that I have a problem with. I don't know you. Yeah. And I didn't consent to this because it's happening to me because some dance mom who's kissing my butt has paid for it. It's gonna make me feel like a loser if I don't do it. So I'm being pressured into it. And some jock meathead big beefcake is touching me. Are you while my coworker is laying next to me? Yeah, that. Uh. I that is the craziest part of this whole episode. That they're like, "Let's do it." Are you kidding me? Yeah. I would rather pass away. Just no thank. Put you. me six feet under, Jill. Just kill me. Just kill me. <laughs> if it was Rob Gronkowski, would you do it? Absolutely, but okay, that's not yeah. what we're talking about. Well, he is a big meathead. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I know him. That's different. Okay. That's fair. One of them had a puka shell necklace on. Are you oh my kidding? God, you're right. Red flag. Okay, so I well, let's move past this massage bit because I'm gonna sweat so much saying, it'll be upsetting. Wait, I have the dumbest joke in the world. Wait, can I guess what it's gonna be? Yeah. You got this. Sorry, I'm a lot smarter than you, so it's taking some time. Yeah, you it, you have to be way dumber than you are right now. Is it something about move and massage? Mm. What is it? What are you going to say? So these guys, because they're big, uh, we're just assuming, but they're big, dumb, threatening beefcakes. They're Mm -hmm. misogynists. (gasps) (laughs) If I could drop this mic, I would. (laughs) A misogynist. That is the name of like a super villain. It's like a guy who's always given women shoulder rubs when they don't want them and then negging them. What kind <laughs> the of misogynist. Super what? The misogynist. A super villain. <laughs> Instead of like oh. burning down cities or kidnapping people. I, that's just as just, bad, honestly. He just gives people creepy back rubs. <laughs> just as bad. But he only antagonizes the female superheroes. Oh, that makes sense. He's yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman's biggest inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Ooh, that was nice. Oh, that It was actually very funny. <laughs> really got me. Um, okay. Moving past the misogynist. Um, That's the name so, of the episode. <laughs> so, Christy... So, okay. So, uh, Abby and Gianna are in Studio C having this experience and then on the outside the moms are in the den and christy's like where is where are abby and gianna whatever and holly or not holly sorry i just looked at my notes it's not holly um jill excuse me jill says like oh well it's something in studio c that doesn't really concern you don't worry about it it's not a big deal so christy obviously is gonna go look yeah <laughs> duh, she's christy because duh and she opens the door and she sees what's going on and she is shocked and so then holly and kelly go over and their jaws are on the floor holly and kelly are shook and it's at this point that i have the note that like this is a fun episode because 
this is petty moms being petty with each other. We're not talking about <laughs> my cat is trying to catch a fly up against the window and it she's doing great. She's killing it. Honestly, what a girl boss. I'm going to have to clean that window later. Um, anyway, we're not talking about race. We're not talking about body stuff. We're not pitting children against one another. This is a mom trying to bribe a teacher and the other moms getting pissed and drinking wine and yelling at each other. That's this true. is fun. This is the fun side of dance moms. That's like petty surface level, throwing money at a problem kind of stuff and sure. not making children cry, punishing the children for their mom's decisions. Like this is a fun episode. You sure. know what I mean? Uh, well, that's just my opinion, though. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else may have thought this was awful. Well, compared to all the others, yes, this is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the bar is on the floor. Yeah, so. this is less of a nightmare. Uh, then, yeah, than like race stuff. Right. Right. Uh, which, if you haven't listened, that was my very first episode. It's Go true. back and listen to it. It's really good. Uh, mostly because of Amanda, but mm. I said it. You make me things. funnier. So, best That's thing true. about you is that you make anyway. me funnier. Yeah, go listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I play an accessory to you, the main character. Yes, correct. Um, but yeah, so it's still it's this it's just the constant like shrieking. Like this is a wooden <laughs> door. Yeah. And they're getting a massage on the other side of said wooden door. And <laughs> yeah. these four moms are just screaming at each other. Uh yeah. And so Abby and Gianna are for sure like. Oh, there they go again. And these two massagenists are like, what is happening right now? Yeah. This is bonkers. Do mm -hmm. we keep going? Do we call somebody? Yeah. Like, okay, I guess we just keep doing, we got paid. So I guess we just need to keep yeah, doing this. I guess this. we just keep going. Yeah. Uh, Jill says that Holly is an absentee mom. Oh boy. And her face, she like looks confused and like kind of pulls her chin back to her, just like, like in herself and is like, what is that? And then how? like looks the other way and is like, what? Like that <laughs> is just so not what's happening. She's such a girl boss that she can't be there. Not she's not being there. She doesn't care. She's being there because she's a principal of a school, Jill. Yeah, so she has, a but she doesn't take stuff. the bait. Like Jill wants to fight her and, and Holly's like, it's not will. worth it. Holly, Dr. Holly, Dr. Holly never take the bait. No. Um, also, Jill's top is really ugly. It's zebra print with green flowers. Gross. I have no sense of women's style, so I. Well, you don't have sense of men's style either. So. Golly. <laughs> so, but her top is ugly. Oh, it's ugliest sin, as my grandma the would top say. Top rope yet again. I, <laughs> the best rope. <laughs> this is just. I've been dunked on so. Oh my god. It is a really ugly top. It's zebra print and pink flowers. It's hey, I, just ugly. That I didn't just, even like ugh. register with me. It's ugly. That's a big thing to do. Jill's a bad person in general, but like that's not as ugly. Um, so it's Jill to set the stage. It is Jill versus Kelly, Christy, and Dr. Holly. Yeah. You, Melissa's, not, I don't know where she is. She's nowhere to be seen in this moment. Sounds like there's a different absentee mom. Oh, period, honestly. <laughs> um, and then Kelly makes a comment in her talking head where she says, when you, maybe when Jill first started um sending kendall here she was on pills and now she stopped taking them which, which like come on you were already had the upper hand you were yeah. already right you didn't need to make that comment to make yourself more right like you were already right just yeah leave. you're in the lead don't turn around and try and trip the runners behind you annoying and then jill makes a comment to christy about how chloe is always second and this is when Christy whips out her finger and gets right in Jill's face. And she says, my daughter is not second. And she grits her teeth and she oh, goes, don't ever say that again. She was on the she verge was, of clocking her. She was on the 
edge, ready. She was waiting for someone to give her an excuse to oh. smack the shit out of that She's woman. She's like, one more word. One Do it. More word. Say it. Test me. I dare you. I'm just yep. waiting for permission oh. to smack you. Yeah. I felt great. that with Christy. I was, and I, you can see it with Jill. Like Jill kind of backs up and turns her head and is like, "I'm. This is a lot of screaming. Maybe I shouldn't have said that." Yeah. Oh, Christy is ready. If it is mask off when you're talking about Chloe, Christy does not give any about you know any you know what's. Anytime someone talks about Chloe, she will beat you up. Yeah. For her child. Oh, I, I if love there was it. one person on that show I wouldn't want to fight, it would be Christy. No. Like she, no, no, she no, no, knows no, no, how no. to throw hands. Like you said, she's an Absolutely. aggressive drunk. She definitely got in fights Absolutely. like at bars in her 20s. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So did we cut to commercial, I think? Question mark. There were, now we're on the bus to the competition. Abby screaming at the bus driver. <laughs> he is so over it. It's ridiculous. He, yeah, the sarcasm. She's like, you listen to the woman behind you. Because he was like, I'm just going where the GPS is telling me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you listen to the woman behind you. He's like, oh, that was my mistake. <laughs> she says, you should listen to the person who's paying you. And he goes, oh. oh yeah, yeah, I should have. Yeah, it's really funny. Wow. She's screaming at him. Um, now, and then we're in the green room getting ready. And Jill is mad for an unknown reason. I don't. She got mad as soon as they got there. And I don't understand where that came from. She's like, mad the whole she's just mad. Well, okay, whatever. Jill is yelling at Kelly and gets more mad because Kelly tells her to shut up. <laughs> and Kelly and Jill is like, you just tell me to shut up. And Kelly's like, yeah, yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> she just doubles down on it. It's great. Yeah. And the weird hills that they choose to die on. Like yeah. the, the one thing, like, I can't believe you would say that she to me. Said, like, shut you're, up. You say horrible things you, all the time. You were body shaming a 14 year old for a week, yeah. Jill. And, and you're going to clutch your pearls when someone says shut up. Yeah. It's, oh my God. <laughs> but Kelly's like, yeah. Just gas. Shut up. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah. Yeah, she just doubles it down. It's so funny. Um, and then a worker from the competition walks in to get Brooke and Mackenzie. But she, I don't know if you saw this, but she walks in and stands there for a second because she feels that the vibe is weird. Oh, she's And right. she's just like waiting for them to stop yelling. And she's like, I need Brooke and Mackenzie like right now, please. Like, Hi, sorry to interrupt whatever this is. Yeah, <laughs> I need these two competitors yeah. right now. This is not the main thing that's going on oh yeah whatever this is i need to interrupt um mckenzie goes first melissa finally says she's proud of her finally and then abby says she thinks she did well and that she thinks she's gonna win which is great love that yeah, she, she kills it awesome. brooke does the same thing her makeup is tragic um she's wearing blue eyeshadow and it's not it just doesn't look good anyway um this if you don't follow brooke highland on tiktok you need to follow her because she um will every once in a while we'll either try try on her old dance mom costumes because she's now it was in 2012 and she was mm -hmm. 13 she mm -hmm. so something now right and they obviously don't fit but this she tried this one on and it fits like it it fits in so much as like you would put on a, like your middle school sweatshirt and you could like fit it on you but you yeah you very much Monster like a, a christmas story like in the snow kind of like stick your arms out all the way um but she tried this costume on on tiktok i remember seeing it and her talking about how much she hated it because it's so ugly uh something i noticed as wait have we gotten to mackenzie's actual performance oh yeah did you have something i just kind of breezed past it yeah what did you I, have like did you see maddie as 
she was watching her. Uh-uh. She looked so proud of her. Uh-huh. She was like sitting up and like had this smile on her face. Uh-huh. I thought it was like a really sweet moment. I, I love that. Yeah, I'm hoping that she's now finally going to get like a fair shake. I hope you know so. what I mean? In like real life. Um, Brooke's music is like alien Star Wars. It Very was strange. Really bizarre. I've it, kept, was it was weird. Really bizarre. I didn't feel that it was like an appropriate piece for like dancing. It did feel it like it didn't match the energy at all. Yeah, like Darth Vader is about to appear in the dark hallway. <laughs> yeah, or something. it was weird. It, wasn't it was a dance really piece. weird. Um, so then we get to the solo awards. Mackenzie wins her category. She really did that, huh? I wish she wasn't oh, yeah. compared to each other to to Maddie because everybody's like, oh, she's just like Maddie. Wish she wasn't compared, but she wins. Yeah, so I love that for her. Mackenzie even said, "Like, I'm glad I could win. I I think I can win some more in the future, like Maddie. Mm, like, crying. no girl, just win for you. Yeah, when Ugh. she's seven, she. But she wins. I love that she wins. Heck yeah. Brooke gets third place, and she's nervous because at the beginning of this episode, Abby said that Brooke had to win. She said, "I demand that you win." Mm-hmm. And Brooke gets third. And Abby says she could have won if she gave 100%, which, like, that's such a cop-out. Yes. Because how are you measuring someone else's 100%? You will always think they didn't give 100% because they didn't win. Right. But you don't know that. You're not her. You don't know how much of a percentage she gave. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Whatever. But she gets third. So now we're back in the green room getting ready. And Abby says... Um, I need to like refresh my lipstick. Jill, will it make you feel better if I use yours? Like use ah. your lipstick. And Jill goes, oh, do you want me to put it on you? <laughs> and so she does. She gets, she does the makeup brush thing. She gets out a makeup brush. She puts her own lipstick, swipes it off the stick with a brush, and puts it on the mouth of Abby Lee Miller. That was the that... most bizarre thing I think I've seen in this Did show. you ever watch Succession? No. Oh, shoot. Listeners who watch Succession, it reminded me of the time that they all, all of the men get together for that retreat and they all have to eat food off the floor in front of Logan. It it sounds like the same. And they have to like walk around and like make cow or pig noises to prove to their CEO that they are worth working at the company. It's, and it's just very demeaning and embarrassing yes. and Jill but Jill does it is the thing she offers She's so eager and does it like yep. that's embarrassing Jill Jill I have it in my notes Jill honey this is embarrassing yeah. it really is um Christy and Jill are getting like they're fighting again and Paige is <laughs> in the back so Christy and Jill screaming at each other across the room of course Paige is sitting with her head like tilted up and her mom is putting eyeliner on her waterline. Do you know what that is? That's the bottom weight. No, it, I don't. So like, you know, your bottom eyelashes are here. Yes. And then there's that little like bit of skin before the eyeball. Okay, yeah. That's, that's your thought. water, like where your tears are. Right. Okay. Yeah. Your yeah, waterline. Yeah, so she's, but she's holding so perfectly still. And Kelly looks like she's just stabbing her child in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> they require a lot of like, it, that requires a lot of precision to do that. And Christy and Jill are screaming at each other. And yeah. Paige is just like, please don't poke me in yeah. the eye. <laughs> Mom, I'm trusting yeah. you so much right yeah. now. <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. Um, and so then Gianna takes all the kids into the hallway to practice. And Abby says, I'm glad that the kids are not in here because they don't like to hear y'all fighting. Oh my God. I, yeah. Abby, you have started. 
this is what are we in season two? Yeah. She's probably already started a hundred fights in front of these children uh, 100% on purpose, of all the and fights. then has tried to involve them <laughs> in their parents' fights. Literally. Abby, you could not have less of a leg to stand on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, you... the complete and intentional lack of awareness. Yeah, the call is coming from inside the house, Miss Miller. Oh yeah, you are doing it. <laughs> you are the phone call. So, so they leave. They get ready to go perform. Um, these costumes are less terrible. I hate their costumes most of the time. These costumes are the, the they're I, bad, but they're not awful. I have no comment. Um, of that not surprising. Um, I mean, how? Yeah, you know, I don't know anything. That's okay. Um, we know this. Abby <laughs> gives the kids like a pep talk about like go out and win and whatever, and it's not the worst. I yeah, I thought it was okay. It's like fine. That was I don't okay. Know. It's just like your standard pep talk, but she's not like. Sure. She's not traumatizing them actively yeah. right now. So that's your life it. it hinges on this moment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the music is really annoying and really upsetting, and it also sounded kind of familiar. And so it took me a minute to understand why. Um, and as I'm typing the words, I don't understand the vision here. Christy says, "I don't really get the vision of this number." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." The concept doesn't make sense. The name, the music, the costumes—none of it makes sense. And I know why I know the music is because it's supposed to sound like bad romance. Oh, Lady Gaga's Lady bad Gaga, romance. Yeah, of course. And I understood that because the whoever this royalty free person is says avalanche in the same way that Lady Gaga sings avalanche. bad romance. And you're like, I know that Whoa. made me think like, oh, they're trying to do a royalty free version of Lady Gaga. That's that. what it is. Okay, well, that's fun. Whatever. I mean, it has to be royalty free or else it wouldn't be on TV. So right. that's not. Their music is very limited. So group award time, the t- the first and second place groups are a 290 and above. And it's hard to get 290, 290 points in general. Yeah, the judge repeats that several times. Like, these are incredible scores, yeah, guys. You should be proud is ridiculous. of what you've done. Yeah. Uh, but they got second place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abby, the Abby Lee Center for the Performing Arts gets second. Um, and this is where I have, I don't get this regional thing. In St. Louis, weren't all the kids born to do dance or something like that? Like, in every city, she's like, these kids are out to kill you, and these kids want your social security number. Like, <laughs> every single city, they're the worst of the best. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I don't know. So she says it about being in Long Island, New York, or, you know, or being on Long Island, the other, not in it. The other it. Long Island. But, like anyway so she says that all the time and yeah well she gave away she she went to the extreme too early yeah and now she has to keep trying to hit that extreme she can't say like, yeah these kids she are really keep good that momentum because yeah. then it's not the same as before true um so we're in the green room and abby says that second place is the biggest loser yeah can me- you can you mansplain how that math works to me because wouldn't the biggest loser be the person who's last? So, uh, in the words of the great, I don't know his name, the father of Ricky Bobby, if okay. you're not first, you're last. I and so if you're the if you're second place, you're the loser that everyone sees the most. No, I get that, but she says it's biggest n- loser. Yeah, it the biggest loser is last place. You could say it's the first loser. No, I was trying to hop through some hoops like, to try and figure out what mental gymnastics she was doing huh? to get to that point. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Now, what I, I will say, when I was in band and I had to do um, solo and ensemble and mid state and all state auditions and all these things. 
my mom and dad would always say that every time I was second, that there was only one person who's better than you. That is the best way to reframe you're the first loser. Yes. Out of all of these people here, there was only one group that was better than you. Everybody else scored lower than you did. Yeah. You I beat love almost that. everybody here. I think about that all the time. Like yeah. that, that switching that role, like the, like a role reversal of and like, no, there it's not that there's one group that's, or it's not that you are the first loser. It's that you were better than everybody except one group. Yeah. There's only one group here that was better than you. And you recall, as we were watching this, I made you back up. Yeah, why did you even back up scene? Because as they're walking in, in the background, you kind of can't even I hear her say it. Uh-uh. But Christy says, uh, you did so great, you guys should be proud. Oh. That is appropriate. <laughs> that is correct. Christy's the best they, mom. They did great, yeah. and they should be proud of what they did. Mm-hmm. Second Christy place is Dr. awesome. Dr. Holly are the best. Yeah. And yep. she, yeah, Christy isn't great with like dealing with adult humans, but yeah. she is really good with her kid. Oh yeah. And, and how to like be supportive in the right way. We've seen countless examples of that. And this was another one. Yeah, totally. Um, Jill adopts Abby's opinion because of course she does. And she starts kind of getting on Abby's case again about <sighs> like, when is Kendall going to get a solo? Mm-hmm. And she's, and Abby says, Abby Lee Miller was not put on this earth to make your kid feel special. And I feel that in my bones. Yeah. I, Abby needs to be aware of the role that that the kids put her in. Right. She needs to be aware of how much they value her opinion. Right. But if we're really going to get down to it, Abby's mission in life is not making your kid feel special. It's education. Right. And sometimes those things are the same. Sometimes they're not. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Abby thinks she was put on this earth to make Maddie feel special. Yeah. But other than Maddie, she's like, it's kind of free game. I'm not, I was not put on this earth to make your kid feel special, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then Abby says something like, if, if Jill doesn't stop yelling at me, no one will ever see or hear from her ever again. And you said, is she going to kill her? Yeah. Like, there's a chance. Never to be seen or heard from. Like, Abby's going to kill her. Yeah. Abby's going to kill Jill. There was murder in her eyes. Um, And then, so Abby leaves. And then it's just the moms in the green room to wrap it up. And Jill claims that no one ever gives her credit for wanting to be on the team. Which, I'm sure there are so many people that want to be on the team. You don't get credit for, like, Showing wanting up. to be there. What? Like, what? what? <laughs> What? And why would why we why would we give you credit for that? Your kid's the dancer. Yeah, <laughs> She's thank you doing for wanting to be on our team. Like there, the episode where they had the open call, there was a line wrapped around the building. Yeah, oh, they weren't hurting for contestants. You don't get credit for wanting to be in a really competitive dance company that's on television. Yeah, you're like, not cool. Duh. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, great. You're Any, very special. Anytime people talk about participation award parenting, it's Jill. Yeah. That's what it is. Raising your kid to want to participate. Like she wants Kendall to feel special constantly. Your job as a mom is to make your kid feel important. That's not Abby's job. Yeah. That's mothering Jill. That's your job, girly, not Abby's. Yeah. And then she's like, well, maybe we don't want to be a part of the team. And then she takes her little rolling case and pieces out. And then that's it. <laughs> like, okay, whatever, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. But that's it. That's the end of that episode, huh? Oh, uh, Jill on her way back, yeah, said she's coming back with guns drawn. 
And again, let's revisit what we talked about earlier that like, were your guns not drawn? Were your gloves not off yeah, already? Exactly. Like, like you've been at 100 this, this whole time. time. <laughs> there's you're telling me there's another level. You oh, mean my we God. could have avoided some of this. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how to get back to that version, girly, because yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Whew, but that's the end of that episode. And then next week, we have the Cowboy Hat episode. And if you're a Dance Moms fan, you know Jill and the Cowboy Hat. You know that episode. It's in a gym. It's in a high school gymnasium. Nia is crying. Jill is in a Cowboy Hat. Oh, my gosh. It is insane. I got to say, I really, I really do love doing these podcasts with you. I can tell. But after... <laughs> Afterwards, I legitimately feel like I Tired. need to lie down. Yeah. I like the some of these like in these these interactions are just so crazily exhausting. It takes it out of you. Because I don't know anyone who acts even a little bit like this. You know? Yeah. That that's that's part of the fascination, I think. Yes, that they're of, so outlandish. With, yeah, with a lot of reality TV and you know. My mother, all right, therapy session, but my mother is, she's on a different level. You and I have talked about this, mm -hmm. but she is not a normal person. Uh, these women are like that, but they're a little different. Mm -hmm. But I just like, even my mother, like, I don't know people like this. I have mm -hmm. no experience. And I that's a lot of fascination with reality TV is that you get to see people that you don't ever, ever interact with on a regular basis. Hopefully. Yeah. I, that's the goal. Yeah. Do you have a song? I'm scrolling through right now. So could you possibly find one? You mean to go first? first? I can go first. Yeah. I'm going to play a song that I have been listening to a lot recently just because it's been stuck in my head. And I know that dance routines exist to this. I know one in particular of the season of RuPaul's Drag Race that Sasha Velour won and she beat um, Shea Coulee. Uh, and it was to the song the final lip sync for your life was to this song. So I know it already exists. The dancing does, but I just really like this song. You know this song? If you don't, you're not an ally. I think I've heard it. What song is this? I don't know. I think actually I was uh, in the car with one of my coworkers who is a gay man. And he was playing this. <laughs> My eyes. I, I believe I heard this literally two days ago. I'm gonna fast forward. Who sings this, Eli? Is this Whitney? It is. It's yeah. so emotional by Ms. Yeah. Houston. I love that song. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Yeah, she has a. It's off of that Whitney album. It's off of the same one that Dance with Somebody is on. That is it's easily that same album. It's easily one of my top ten like most fun songs to listen to. Mm -hmm. I oh man, I love that. Ding. I hate you. That's fair. Uh, hold on. That what actually, song do you have, Mister Mister Eli? Hold on. Oh my god. Uh, wait. It is. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Hang on. Let me make sure my volume's up. You just took mine. <laughs> you just remixed it a little bit. That song is it. Yeah, girls just want to have it's fun. It's Ms. Cindy Lauper. Is yeah. Dang. Have you heard the Miley Cyrus version? No, but, but Cindy Lauper, a put, feminist icon from the '80s. Let me put you on one. Real. So this was on 
this was the Miley Cyrus album that defined a generation. Hang on. It is the album that came out in 2008. This was pre-Party in the USA. It had Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Fly on the Wall. It was that. See You Again, that album. Before Party in the USA. I didn't used to get Valentine as much. It starts with strings. Listen. Isn't this everything? Oh, I like that. Yeah, I it's definitely a more 2008 baby. I was gonna say it feels like the beginning of like a a high school drama, a <laughs> coming of age story. Yeah. yeah. Also in a different key. Well, Miley's range is a little look lower at her than 2008 Miley. I ugh, love, 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 love. Can we give a little shout out? Front of the podcast, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh my god, I would Miley, die. if you're listening. I would die. You know, she come wait. You finish your thought and then I will interrupt you. You need to do the Yeah, I'll cross, cross my fingers so I remember. Yeah. But Miley Cyrus, I I when she was much younger, and well, when both of us were much younger, I don't know. I just I wasn't like down with like pop. I don't listen to a lot of like pop songs. Mm-hmm. But I as as she's gotten older, she has matured so much in her artistry mm-hmm. and like the range of genres that she has explored or, th- or at least that I've been aware of. Maybe I'm just oh, ignorant no. of her it, no. when she was younger. You are right. You are um, correct in that but assumption. But she did one time, what really did it for me, I think it was on Saturday Night Live or something. She did a cover of Zombie by the Cranberries yes. and I, my mouth fell open. I was She's like, incredible. she is so good. And has such like grit to her, but that's what it is. That's the kind of voice I really love is like a gritty, passionate. Have one. you listened to her most recent album, Plastic uh, Hearts? I maybe you need to okay. on the way home. You need to listen I'll check to that it. out. She also put out a, a a live album from, um, not Coachella, um, one of another festival. I can't remember what it was, but she she also covered this song. That is a lot of whistling. You know the song? No. It sounds familiar. It'll pick up in a minute. You'll know the chorus. Oh, okay. Like a Prayer That's by Madonna. But yeah, Miley, Miley's great. I love Miley. And I think this Plastic Hearts album is the best version of her. You know, mm. I think her her other albums have been good, but I think this is the album that intersects really well with what she wants to do and what she sounds the best at. I see. You know? I do. That's just my opinion, though. And her, whatever this festival album is, that's all live music is really good, too. Mr. Uh, Eli. Ma'am. Would you like to plug your Instagram account? Yeah. To the world? Yeah, for the first time on this podcast. (laughs) What's your handle? (laughs) You can now find me at Eli underscore Farmer underscore. 
Yeah. Eli is spelled E-L-I. How else would you spell it? If I had a nickel for how many times someone really? has spelled it. It's only it three letters. E-L-Y. What? I know. No shame to anybody who's actually got their name spelled that way, but also that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never seen it spelled like that. And the number of people that will write it down, like I'll say, yeah, my name's Eli Farmer, and they'll write down E-L-Y. I'm like, how on how? earth did you come to that? Eli I don't get with it. a Y? Yeah. Eli underscore Farmer underscore. I am very new to the Instagram As game. of like... So like literally this, days ago. a few days ago. Yeah. So I only have a few posts, but I am trying to become active on the gram as the kids call <laughs> You're it. You're 45. I've got a, well, my, my most recent post mocks my age and my marital status. So, and I didn't make the post, which is crazy because that, is that crazy. sounds like kind of in my lane. I, yeah, that is in the <laughs> middle of your lane. <laughs> that's uh, my whole gig is making fun of you so. yes yeah that's that's your <laughs> shtick i'm glad i can provide you with lots of content <laughs> <laughs> lots of material you're easy to make fun of <laughs> yeah that is true yeah anyone who finds me on instagram you'll look at me and immediately go oh yeah we're gonna tear this guy to shreds <laughs> and look at you and think oh he's, he's the one he's ripe for the picking you know what i have time for cyberbullying this man <laughs> dunking, dunking <laughs> yeah. on eli i have plenty of time um all of my social media stuff is going to be in the end bumper of this i also want to say um i am going to take a break just for a week um so not every single week i'm sorry every single freaking week okay first of all how dare you second <laughs> of all i'm not taking a break and not putting anything out i'm going to do a rerun of an episode oh how fun so there will and i'm not gonna tell you what it is Ooh. um i know what it's gonna be and i'm gonna rerun it because it's one of my favorite episodes with Lots of very fond memories attached to it. So um, and it's one that I think is so good and just doesn't get a ton of playtime all the time. And I just want to boost it up because I love it. Um, I'm going to be next next week when I would record what's coming out the week after. Um, I'm going to be up to my eyeballs in tech week. If you're a, a theater person, you know what that is. If you're not a theater person, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> Second of all, um, tech week is when we have rehearsals from like we'll have them after school until 8 p.m and then i will stay after so and it will be every day next week so Dang. i will not be home like ever so i just won't have time but i'll get back to it on let's see that will be may 2nd no yeah that's coming Monday. No, no 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 this coming monday this is coming out this is coming out may 2nd so the ninth. may 9th we'll have a rerun and then may 16th we'll be back with a brand new episode with talking about Jill in a cowboy hat, that episode that is completely and totally unhinged and crazy. I already can't wait to it's, listen to that. It's the insane. following Monday. It is insane. When I tell <laughs> you, I'm, I'm sure there are other people, but like I will open up my phone on Monday morning. Oh my god! And look so for nice. this podcast. Thank you. I have like four or five different podcast subscriptions that all pop up. I will wow. click yours first every single time. Oh my. Okay, that is genuinely very nice. I every appreciate time. that. I have really enjoyed this. I just started this because I wanted to be on a podcast that was on my bucket list. And then I thought, that's dumb. I'll just make one. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, uh, that doesn't make any sense. I'll just do it myself. needs to hear my opinions on things. True. This is you speaking, not me. No one needs to hear my thoughts. <laughs> uh, absolutely no one. <laughs> Beat you to the punch. I wasn't going to say it. 
dunk it on myself. There's got to be like a meme for that. Like I'm sitting <laughs> under the basket dunk just dunking on my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it made me think when I first started this, I thought about, um, a, you know, really sticking with the making theater my entire personality. But um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's a really famous theater person, who is his gig is um, writing musicals and then starring in them. Right. And the reason he did that was because he kept auditioning and he wasn't getting casted or he, Fine, I'll just do it myself. Exactly. Or he found he would audition for shows that he didn't really like. And so the material mm. was like okay-ish, but he didn't love all the stories. I see. And so he started writing his own musicals and starring in them for himself. That's baller. It, are are you That's like a baller move. that is such a smart thing. If there's not a seat for me at the table that build is convenient, I will go build my own table and then sit on it. <laughs> like Why it's don't the you best. Sit on a table. It's mine. I oh, can do whatever I want. You know what? Fair point. <laughs> so that, that like, when I heard somebody explaining that in whatever interview he said that in, I thought like, that is what I need to do. Instead of just waiting for like an opportunity to speak about, you know, to have an opinion about something or to have like any sort of public platform, I'll just do it myself. I'm going to build my own table. It's so easy. I found this, I found Anchor through... Um, the Recovering Gleek podcast, which you should also listen to. It's very if you're into Glee, you should listen to it. They're so funny. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I can do, I can do this. I can absolutely do this. And it's just been fun. And you're killing the game. You know. Thank you. Uh, I think so. How? Hold on. We have to have a way. Hmm. For you. Oh it. yeah. I should have written this down. Do you have a way to share this with a friend or whatever? I thought of something. This is another thing. I, I'm gonna say, dear listeners, <laughs> I'm going oh, to start God. writing things down. This is fan behavior. I love this for me. (laughs) I know that it is almost May, but my New Year's resolution (laughs) is to start writing things down (laughs) because my brain is like a sieve and things will just fall right out of it. (laughs) What is the way that people can share this? You could put it in your dating profile (gasps) bio. That is everything. Yes. Do that. Say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm... Yes. I'm into short walks on the beach because long walks suck. And I like sushi. And also, here's a podcast you should listen to. Absolutely. And if you and that person that you match with hit it off, I'll be the officiant at your wedding. Oh, that would be amazing. I'll do it. I will, honestly. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> I absolutely the fl- will do that. I'll be the flower girl. <laughs> that is everything. Just walk around, just toss. I'll have a fanny pack full of flowers and I'll just be tossing them. You'll out. make eye contact with someone and throw them right in their face. Yes, like here's a flower. <laughs> Happy wedding day. <laughs> That'll be it. Me yeah. and Eli will be in your wedding if you will put this in your whether you, uh, whether you like it or not, we're gonna be there. <laughs> we'll show up. <laughs> Incredible. Well, thank you for listening. Leave me um, a voicemail on anchor.fm slash the pyramid pod. Um, leave me a five star review or a one star review. That's okay too. Leave me any sort of review. <laughs> I have a one star rating. I don't know. Nobody left me a review. You about said it, it was flattering. I don't know. I kind of like it. It's like it I love that someone like someone didn't like this enough to go to go out of their way. Yes, uh, to leave a review. That's everything. Guys, that's villain energy. Yeah, I'm all that's, over that. That's chaotic evil. I love it. Guys, go leave five star reviews. <laughs> oh my god Liza are you okay she almost just ran into the window she jumped up her paws she's trying to catch a bug smacked the window bestie are you good I don't know what a chaotic episode this has she, been her eyes are wider than I've ever seen it's... oh there she goes across the other room oh man oh boy I'm gonna go catch this child and try to <laughs> try to um wrangle her but thank you for listening leave a review leave me a voicemail 
let me know if there's like an opinion you have that I didn't cover or um, if I got something wrong, if we missed something, any of those kinds of comments, leave me, um, leave me a voicemail. And I can play it in the episode. If you want to verbally or, dunk on Eli. You're yes, if you want to go cyberbully him, follow him on Instagram right. and then send me screenshots of you cyberbullying him. <laughs> Don't worry. If someone, if someone comments <laughs> on one of my posts, and says something, I'm screenshotting it immediately and sending, <laughs> sending it, to it to you. me. Like, Amazing. this is what you've done. This is the impact of your podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everybody go cyberbullying him. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you. Uh, not next week. I'll see you in the reruns, but I will see you in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or in an email to the pyramid podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.